Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily, presented by the Dallas Morning News, where every day of the week we're breaking down a question, event, news, or trend. My name is Bobby Corella. Joining me today is one of the masterminds. we got many of them working on the site now, many more than back in the day, but that's a good thing because with more uh, with more hands at the wheel, we have way more knowledge in the room, and this is one of the most knowledgeable dudes in the game. It's Eddie Sefko. What's up, Eddie? Well, thank you for that. I'm not sure uh, what... what we can uh, live up to that, uh, that, uh, introduction, but we're going to give it a shot. And, and, uh, I'll apologize in advance if my, my questions aren't up to your standards. Oh, no way. No way. You got, you got 30 minutes to prove that you belong and no doubt you will do that. Uh, so today we're going to be talking, this is, uh, what today's Thursday. I don't know. It's NBA season. So every day is just like game day or off day, but today's Thursday. The Mavs are about to play the Clippers here in a couple hours. And um, even Rick Carlisle has basically said as much like there's not as much at stake in terms of wins and losses for the Mavs the rest of the way as there are for other teams, given their placement in the standings. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the standings, a little bit about Mavs Clippers, I'm sure. And then also a little bit about uh, what, what Eddie's taken away from the way the Mavs have started the bubble so far with the one and two record. From local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered. And it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, we certainly hope so around here, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. And follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. Head to dallasnews.com slash sports now or preferably after the podcast. But either way, definitely check out what uh, Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the Demon gang has for you there. Uh, so first off, as far as stakes for today's game, let's start with the standings, Eddie. So right now the Clippers are six games back at the Lakers. The Lakers have clinched. But Denver's only a half game behind the Clippers. And if anyone has listened to the Senior Old Boys podcast, which you should, you can find it on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else, um, you would know that Eddie, much like most other people in Mavsdom, uh, would rather avoid the Clippers. So how big would a win be, I guess, for the Mavs, not only in order to kind of like turn around some of the bad juju going on, but also to increase their likelihood of playing Denver or anybody else other than L.A. in the first round? Yeah, I mean, uh, you lose this game, and it really kind of uh, solidifies you at at seven, which I think the Mavs pretty much are. I, I mean, it's a it's a remote shot that they could move up, but I I think too many things would have to happen on the uh, involving other teams. But uh, I, you know, the the number one thing is, and Rick has alluded to it, stay healthy, and I think you you will see players. Uh, perhaps even load managed here in the last uh, uh, three games or five games of the, uh, of the uh, restart. Uh, it's just, it, it, you want to be right come uh, August uh, 17th or uh, whenever the Mavs play that first playoff game. And, you know, the, the results now, yes, you want to win. Sure. Everybody wants to win. It's just good for Mojo. It's good for your, your, uh, overall attitude of the team it puts a little pep in your step and a little uh, uh confidence which uh can go a long way in the playoffs however uh you know it's not the be all end all right now because uh uh mavericks know they're gonna have to play 
somebody that's a, that's going to be a good team and and going to be above them in the uh, in the standings. So uh, if it's the Clippers, so be it. I mean, they have not played particularly well against them so far this year. They lost the two uh, games against them in the restart. I mean, in the uh, before the season was shut down, and they uh, now get a shot at them in the restart. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Rick plays this. Uh, I mean, if it were me, I'd, I'd probably play it a little close to the vest. I don't want to show too much uh, just from the chance that you very likely could see this team uh, in a seven-game series coming up. So uh, the other thing about this is, and I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, Bobby, is uh, this is August uh, 6th, and, um, you know, we're all supposed to be on a on – a, on a tropical island somewhere right now enjoying the <laughs> off season and what are we doing here we're still covering basketball we're still playing basketball and uh you know actually it's 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 a good thing because we all missed it uh but it, the, the whole calendar is just kind of messed up if you'll if you'll if you'll allow me to use that technical term it is weird it's weird to be talking about a basketball game and not like you know, the Mavs big free agent signing of the summer or anything. I mean, that's usually what's going on this time of year, but instead we're gearing up for the playoffs, which is it's quite a change. It's quite a change. Um, so like you said, you know, Rick, Rick has said basically they're not going to take any chances. And I, I especially think that back-to-back coming up, I think they play Milwaukee and Utah back-to-back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that uh, coming up here this weekend and into next week. But this game, I mean, a, a win would help you a little bit. Now, I, I will add, um, if the Mavs do lose this game, the Clippers will go up a game on Denver, but they actually play each other in their seventh game of the bubble. And so pretty much it's it's looking like the winner of that game will probably be the number two seed unless one of those two teams just tails off. But, like, for Denver right now, they're playing great despite all their injuries. Michael Porter Jr. is looking awesome. Uh, Jokic obviously is incredible. And the Clippers, they don't have Montrezl Harrell, and they didn't have Lou Williams for a while. So, you know, they're a little shorthanded too, but uh, both these teams are just trucking along. So I guess that's why they're the class of the West. And, and, and by the way, oh, yeah. And, and by the way, uh, we, we should give the Nuggets uh, front office their props. I mean, they, they took a little bit of heat when they da- uh, drafted Michael Porter, knowing they were going to have to sit him for an entire season. And uh, now, uh, you know, and they got him, you know, fairly low in the lottery, wherever it was, 11, 12 or somewhere in there. And they have found themselves a really good player. Uh, and, and they had to take their lumps and, and, and sit him for a while and get him physically right. And there's always that chance he could, uh, have troubles physically again in the future. But, uh, man, what a, what a, what a gutsy pick and what a, what a really, uh, good turnout for the way it's uh, it's gone for the for the Nuggets and and uh, I don't I don't like a matchup with them uh, particularly either uh, but uh, if you gave me the choice between them and the and the Clippers I think everybody would take the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean that's one of the beauties of having such a deep put together roster and then stumbling into a really high lottery level pick is you can afford to kind of take. Uh, a flyer almost like take a guy who's going to redshirt. They did the same thing with Bull Bull, and he's looking pretty good too. So, yeah, definitely kudos to Denver. Um, for Dallas, one of the keys that you said is staying healthy. Well, Seth Curry is probably about to miss his second straight game, and so they do have some guys banged up. But And, of course, no Jalen Brunson, no Courtney Lee, no Dwight Powell, no Willie Colley-Stein. Um, 
But of the guys who have been playing, uh, obviously Luke has been sensational. But just generally overall, from these first three games, what are kind of your your big uh, your big observations? Whether about you know it's it's about the form or the results or certain players or what have you. Well, uh, I will say this: I'm not as as concerned as as a lot of Mavs Nation is. Apparently, uh, if you if you uh, pay attention to Twitter and and the other social media outlets uh which you shouldn't but if you do (laughs) well you should only pay attention of it if you're following me and bobby and 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 some people like that 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 exactly talking about but uh you listen they they started out oh and two uh but then they gutted out a win against uh uh, really a, a not all that great king's team but uh when you're on a little losing streak in two games, I guess qualifies as a losing streak. Things can be a lot harder. You know, your, your nerves get to you. You start thinking, Oh, here we go again. Uh, it can be a little bit tough to, to get off the goose egg. And they, and when they finally did that, I think, I think you'll see a much looser and, and, and more, uh, uh, cohesive team, uh, against the Clippers and moving on in the bubble. So, uh, you know, I, I'll, you know, obviously you got to love Luca. I mean, the guys just, I mean, these are just monstrous numbers. I mean, colossal numbers. I mean, what other t- ginormous numbers? I mean, he's averaging a triple-double in these three games, and it's really not even close. Uh, you know, and he had 20 rebounds uh, against the Kings. I mean, he, he's doing just just about everything a person can do on the basketball court, uh, you know, and, and we'll, we'll just say on the offensive end. <laughs> Well, well, he was good well, defensively against the Kings. I will say he was he was he, busting his butt on that end. He can. He did. He did have moments. And and by the way, in this the way things are looking right now, this is going to be a a defense when needed type of finish to the season. It looks like to me. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's playing much defense in the first half. You know, they're just going through it. It's kind of like a horse race where the where the horses are are. are you know, having a nice, easy gallop for for half the race, and then they get down to business and they start playing. I, I you know, that's not the, the the preferred way to go about it, and it can bite you if you if you don't uh, apply yourself early in games. But so far, to, to me, it's looked like very much it, it's a it's a matter of who uh, gets down to business uh, in the fourth quarter and and really wants to play a little defense and wants to 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 compete uh, at the highest level. And those are the teams that you're seeing have success. And it, it was that way with the Mavericks against the Kings because they, uh, they did, you were right. Uh, they did play some really salty defense down the stretch. And it was, I mean, the, the Mavs and Rockets game had big all-star game energy for, for most of that game. It was a <laughs> lot of, uh, all right, it's my turn to get a layup now. Um, Phoenix was, you know, a little bit of both. There was a little bit of defense and some of it was just, you know, poor shot making, but, uh, like you said, you know, they bared down against Sacramento. And I, I guess that's one of like the, you know, generally if you if you barely eke out a win against kind of a lottery caliber team, no disrespect to Sacramento, obviously, um, you don't really feel great about it. But I will say one of like the big kind of, I guess, uh, I don't know, positive elements of that win was that they were behind late in the game and they used stops to kind of propel them. You know, it wasn't a matter of like, let's score enough points to hold on. You know, they had 95 points in regulation and they still forced overtime. Generally, when this team scores below like 110, they really struggle to win. So it was good to see them able to like get stops, get rebounds, you know, do a lot of like the dirty work stuff where if they had done those things against Houston and Phoenix, they probably would have just won those games, you know, and they'd be three and zero right now. But 
I guess that's kind of like one sign that maybe they're sort of like learning from their mistakes and applying lessons from previous games to the next one. That was going to be my my thought there, Bobby. Is it, Do you think they've learned a little bit from this? Because, uh, you, you know, you can't just – I mean, we all know their record in, in, in uh, close games. It's just not good. And, and But this is how you win those close games, and you got to learn how to win those close games. And a, a big chunk of it is – uh, getting down and dirty and doing the hard work on defense. And it is work. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, you know, there's a reason why he's dragging at the end of games, and it's not because he's putting up big numbers on the offensive end. He is he's working his tail off uh, defensively, and, and you got to have that. Uh, and it's, you're not going to stop teams every possession. That just doesn't happen in the NBA. But you got to make it tough on them. And, and if you do that enough times, you will get enough stops to give yourself a chance even on a night when, uh, like against the Kings, when they just weren't shooting the ball worth a darn. So uh, I like the way the Mavericks played that game. It, it, it wasn't the prettiest game. And, and even Lucas said that it was, you know, they were played, it was one of their worst games, but they found a way to win. Hey, guess what? That's kind of the bottom line. Yeah, you got to you gotta get a win how you can take it, especially if you're 0-2, especially if it's been six months since you won a game. I mean, just it doesn't matter how you do it, but – uh, kind of like the edge that they were playing with was really refreshing to see because there's this one stretch in the Phoenix game. It was, I want to say maybe the third quarter, but it might have been the fourth quarter where um, it was a big moment of the game. You know, it was, kinda, it was still close at that point. And uh, Dallas might have even been winning at the time. I, I'm not sure. But Phoenix had the ball, missed a three, got a rebound, missed another shot, got another offensive rebound, and then Dallas fouled a three-point shooter. And it's like that that 30 seconds, that 45 seconds was kind of like a it had to be sort of a wake up call, especially in a film session. And I know that that Rick doesn't really take it easy on these guys in film sessions, <laughs> I'm really? sure, especially really? after something like that. Um, but I mean, there's just, you know, so many examples in those first two games, those Houston games, the Phoenix game where a shot goes up and everyone's just kind of watching the ball. You know, no one's really boxing out. No one's doing the the dirty work that you need to do in order to win. And whenever you can score 130 points or something, those, those plays kind of usually won't matter because the other team isn't going to be able to keep up. But in the instances where they do, or in the instances where you have an off shooting game, like you did against Phoenix, those little things can stack up and add up on you really quickly and can turn what could be a 10 or 15 point win into a five point loss. And I, I think they kind of, hopefully they, they sort of realize that after that Phoenix game. Yeah, I agree with you, and 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 it's it's a process, and these this is still a uh, for the most part a young team. Uh, you know, I was actually uh, th- th- this is you know in hindsight's twenty twenty, but uh, uh, as as fans probably know, our Zoom Zoom uh, sessions with the coach and 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 a few players uh, that happen pretty much every day. Uh, it's a it's a it's a very difficult way to, to glean out information, you know, and, and I was going to ask uh, Rick about the idea of perhaps playing J.J. Barea late in games as a calming influence, as a guy who knows how to win games, has won gigantic games uh, that, that went down to the wire. And, uh, and, you know, I never did get a chance to ask him that question. Uh, lo and behold, then J.J. starts against the, the Kings, which I, I, I did not foresee that coming. Uh, but, uh, that's the kind of guy that can help you, uh, 
at times in, in, in tight games or just as a calming influence, even though his skills now are not as certainly not as good as they were uh, 10, five, even two or three years ago. So uh, it's a, it's a, it's a learning process. I do think the young guys, Luca and, and KP, who's now what the ripe old age of 25. Did I see that birthday correctly? Going to have some gray uh, hairs popping up pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him. He's so much younger. Uh, but uh that you know the the bottom line is you gotta you gotta go out and you gotta learn how to do these things and and uh and it's not just uh, those guys i mean i think uh you know not having jalen brunson is a, is a you know kind of a I, i'm really disappointed for him not being able to play in this but for the mavericks because he needed this kind of a, of an experience uh coming in through the playoffs and, and learn how the ropes you know learn the ropes of the playoffs and and it's just real good for young guys to get that taste. Uh, and, and if they could go, uh, you know, around, a couple of rounds, it would even be better than, you know, because the more you get it, the more you figure out ways to, to succeed in the playoffs. And uh, sooner or later, this team is going to be uh, making deep playoff runs. I, I don't know that it'll be this year, but then again, who are we? You know, we don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they're really missing Jalen, I think, too. I mean, he just makes it so easy for everybody. He's kind of J.J. reincarnated, you know, early career J.J. Uh, just a pest, just always moving, little energizer bunny out there. But uh, I think, you know, one even more added value that J.J. can provide even more than just kind of your reliable veteran influence is um, – He's just somebody that can give Luca a little bit of a breather, you know, like Luca can be on the floor with JJ. JJ can handle the ball this possession, just give you 30 seconds to catch your breath. And if you do that 5, 10, 15 times throughout a game, then all of a sudden when there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter, maybe you have 30% of your energy left instead of 22%. You can dig a little deeper and get to the basket and do all these things. So I think it's really important that they, you know, find ways whether it's JJ or Trey Burke or somebody else down the line, maybe they make a trade or add some guy, free agency, whatever, um, to have somebody else out there. We know Luke is a, a maestro with the ball, and you want the ball in his hands as often as possible. But uh, sometimes it does pay to just give him, you know, a little bit of a break every now and then. You know what I mean? And that, folks, is why Bobby Corolla has has just a. a superstar mind when it comes to statistics because he went from 30 percent down to not to 20 percent but to 22 percent there he you knew, go he knew that that was going to be the the key number you don't want to go down below that 22 percent number so oh. uh i agree with it that all of that i i like jj and i, I know i don't know that trey burke's gonna uh you know i think those are the two guys i don't think you'll see them both on the floor, obviously at the same time, but one of them ought to be able to, to come in and, and give you some quality minutes. Uh, and, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the, that, the other thing, you know, that needs to be said is, and there's nothing they can do about it, but man, if Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell were healthy, this team would look a lot, lot tougher to me. I mean, I just think those two guys, uh, I mean, you're talking about two of your, uh, rotation players and at least one starter, so, uh, I mean, that, that this team is, lest we forget, they've had some adversity. They've had to figure out how to play without two of their key guys. And, and, uh, you know, that's tough. I mean, I, I mean, if you took away, uh, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell from the Clippers, don't you think they'd feel it? I mean, that's kind of what the Mavericks have, have been dealing with. 
Yeah, I mean, they did. They played the Lakers without both of those guys, and they lost that game. And Trez still isn't with the Clippers, and uh, they lost the other day to Phoenix. So, I mean, adversity can strike even the best teams. Um, and, and that's one thing to keep in mind, too, just generally. I mean, regardless, no matter what happens down here, if the Mavs win the title or if they get swept in the first round, um, the Calvary is on the way. You know, they're, they're playing this a little shorthanded. No Dwight, no Jalen. Those guys figure to be back, you know, by opening night, I would imagine, whenever that is. And then Courtney Lee and Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, Courtney, I believe, is a free agent this summer, and Willie can be. He might have an option. But uh, if those guys come back too, then that's – I mean, that's that's four rotation players, you know, that you're missing. And Seth Curry's been out, this, uh, you know, last game and, and will probably miss the Clippers game too. And so, you know, you're playing these games pretty severely shorthanded. So – you know, no matter what happens, I think it's just important to keep in mind. I mean, this is kind of like an incomplete team at this point. Um, so they're they're working to figure it out. They're working to figure it out. Yeah. And and let's not forget that the, the future is just extraordinarily bright. And uh, I think we've got to put a little faith in Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban uh, without naming names. Of course, we're, I mean, they're going to be players on the free agent market. I mean, there's going to be some some some. Uh, very attractive players out there that are going to look at this team and say, whoa, look at what Luca and, and KP did. And, and uh, from the outside, you're looking, you say, well, they've got some holes. They need shooters. They need a rebounder. They need this. They need that. I think you're going to see a lot of interest from some guys out there this, uh, this, well, I was almost said this summer, I guess it'll be this fall uh, in free <laughs> agency, in free agency. And uh, that's going to be a, a, a fun, uh, second season in and of itself as it always is definitely definitely and and really annually in the future whether it's like your superstar caliber players or your quality veterans or your guys that are you know like everybody that's played with lebron basically and now is playing in milwaukee with Giannis. like a lot of your veteran players who are maybe a little up there in age and want to have a shot at a title i mean those are the kind of guys that that uh will soon turn their attention toward the Mavs, I think. And that's one of the important reasons why I think it's so valuable for Luca to be putting up these monster video game numbers and for Porzingis to be playing great too. It's kind of a showcase, right? The whole league is there. A lot of, you know, 22 teams are there and 23 or whatever it is. And, um, you know, there's a lot of attention being paid to, uh, to all of these teams right now. And so you got nothing else to do. You're going to flip on the game. Oh, Lucas has 34 points and 20 rebounds. Oh my God, this guy's legit. I want to go play yeah. with him. So uh, I think it's, it's really valuable. Oh, absolutely. And, and, uh, and by the way, as an aside, uh, just a, a quick question for you. Do, do you think Wes Matthews wins a ring this year? Ooh, I think Milwaukee will definitely be in the finals, right? Well, I, I mean, uh, I would say they're the favorites in the East. I, I think Miami and and uh, maybe even Boston can give them some trouble. But but yeah, I mean, uh, and Toronto. Oh, by, I can't forget Toronto. That that organization, after winning it last year and losing arguably the best player in the game, now it's right back there in it. I mean, that, that, they they've just done the, done a terrific job. But but I think Wes Matthews has a fighting chance to get his uh, get get that elusive ring and. Uh, he had some uh, some some fun years here in Dallas, coming back from the from that devastating injury and and uh, all that. And I'd 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 like to see the guy uh, have uh, the ultimate success. I think that'd be good for him. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Easy guy to root for, too. Just a, yep. a hard-nosed yep. competitor all around. And if it's any consolation, if you're personally out there, didn't like Wes or whatever, Luca loves him. So, I mean, that's, that's something to keep in mind, too. Um, okay. So the Mavs and the Clippers play today. Um, many people might hear this after the game. Uh, many people might not even hear this until tomorrow. Um, so let's look ahead into the future, you know, 10 hours from now, 24 hours from now. If someone is listening to this after a Mavs win, I want you to tell them what will have to go right in this game for the Mavs to win. And then I also want you to uh, say what would go wrong or like what are the reasons that they would lose this game? Well, the to win this game, one thing for sure has to happen is they, they can't shoot uh, – 15 for 71 from three point range like they have the last two games. I mean, that's, that's just devastating. It's too many empty possessions there to against a good team. Uh, I mean, it almost snuck up and bit them against a not so great team against, uh, against the Kings. So uh, find the shot. Uh, I would also say the, the, the other thing that has to happen is they need to continue Rebounding the ball well, the, the the Clippers are a pretty good rebounding team with Zubat and and uh, and of course Kawhi and Paul George and and Harrell off the if he you know if he ever plays off the bench uh, and you know just go out there with a grit, go out there and remember how you won that Kings game, remember how you 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 went out there and, and okay the shot wasn't falling we're gonna play through that, uh, don't look at the refs for help. Go out there and make it yourself, and 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 you know the, the refs are in almost in playoff mode right now. They're not calling as many things, despite a zillion trips to the free throw line uh, a couple of games back. I, you know, just go out there and 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 play like you're the best team, uh, which is not going to be easy uh, against a team like the Clippers, which may be the best team in the league. And if they lose. Which obviously won't happen. All right, they're they're gonna win. But if they do lose, then what are what are the kinds of things? How I mean, the Clippers can beat you in so many ways. So um, just in the first two games, the Clippers have won against the Mavs this season. And so, what makes that matchup so difficult for them? Well, I I think uh, somebody's gonna come out and bite them. Not named Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I mean, we're, they're gonna get combined for their fifty points. I mean, that's just that's a given. They always do. Uh, I think they had 28 and 26 in one of the wins against the Mavericks uh, uh, this year. And then Paul George didn't play in the other one. So uh, just, you know, find Okay. Don't concede those points, but just know that they're probably going to happen. Just don't let Lou Williams or, or uh, Zubats or somebody of that ilk uh, go off and, and tear you or Landry Shamit. That's a guy that, that, you know, you just know, the Mavericks would have trouble with and guy can shoot it like that. I mean, don't let those guys go off for 24. I mean, that's the key to me is, 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 uh, you know, limit the other guys and, uh, you know, and then if, if, you know, somehow, uh, foul trouble hits Porzingis again, uh, that could be a way that the Mavs have real trouble today. Well, and here's another name, and this is going to bring back some terrible memories for Mavs fans. Marcus Morris, uh, who <laughs> shot, I want to say, 50% or maybe even 60% from three against Dallas this season while he was with the Knicks. Big, big reason why 
Dallas went 0 and 2 in those games. And of course, if you're the the type of person that's going to be looking at all the losses they had this season, or if you could take them back, we would be in X place right now. You got to start with those two Knicks games, and Marcus Morris was fantastic in both of those games. And so, Clippers have a lot of shooting, man. Like you said, they got Shamit. He's a Mavs killer. They will be without Pat Beverly, so that's one fewer guy they have. But they added Reggie Jackson. I mean, they just have so many. Pat Patterson, they got Jermichael Green. They have so many veterans, so many good players in this team. Uh, Joakim Noah, of course, is on that team, too. And so, I mean, they got they got a lot of talent, a lot of guys who have been there and done that. So, really, really yeah. tough team. Yeah, they are one team that uh, very much can match up with the Mavericks up and down the roster. Uh, usually the Mavericks have a, a depth advantage. Their, uh, their, their bench has been one of their calling cards. Uh, uh, there's always seems to be somebody off the bench that, that, that gets the job done for them. But the Clippers have every, every bit as much uh, talent and, and maybe even more off the bench. And that's, that's a, that's a big reason why I think they are, uh, perhaps depending on who you talk to the favorite to win it all. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's going to be them versus West Matthews in the finals probably is if, if you had to, if I had to make my guess right now. You know, the only thing that I can I, – I, I, the bottom line is I'm with you because I uh, back before the season started, I, I thought the Clippers were the team to beat. And uh, I'll, I'll stick by that. The only thing that I think bothers me is the Clipper curse. I mean, let's face it, it's a real thing until it's not. So, uh, uh, you know, the, the, they've gone so, so, so long without really being a title threat. Uh, and, and now they're in this position. They've, they've done a good job of building this team and, uh, they have a legit shot, but you know, they are the Clippers. I mean, I mean, sometimes you just have to prove that you're not the Clippers anymore, even though you're the Clippers, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, I feel it. And Hey, it's looking fairly likely right now that they might have to overcome that curse against the maps. And so if you're looking to exploit it, this is the year, Dallas, this is the year. There you go. Let's uh, let's 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 go hang our hat on that and let's do it. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, okay, before we get out of here, is there any uh, any final words, parting shots, last takes you want to fire off? Well, uh, I mean, I'll do. I'll just say this: if the Mavericks, you know, could could hit a hot streak and win win out in this uh, bubble setting, uh, God, I would love to see them get up to somehow get a matchup against the Utah Jazz. I think the Jazz are just ripe to be had. Uh, you know, they they are going to to be a first round flame out. Uh, somebody's going to get get them uh, in the first round and going to be glad that they did. Uh, I think of all those teams up there, even Oklahoma City, I'd rest, still rather see Utah than Oklahoma City or or, or Houston, certainly more than Denver or, or the Clips. So, uh, you know, let's let's figure out a way. And uh, you're right. Wow, wouldn't we love to go and replay those New York games and get those two wins? Would change <laughs> everything. Everything would change. Or I mean the just the Houston and Phoenix games, man. I mean those are those are right there to be had. And unfortunately, you know, Tim Hardaway's three to win the game missed, and uh, James Harden had the perfect free throw miss. I mean, you're talking two virtual coin flips in those games, and unfortunately, just didn't happen. But can't change history. You can change the future, and the Mavs are going to try and do that starting today against LA. If they do want to move up, maybe get a. Uh, matchup against Utah or somebody else from the West, 
You got to basically win out at this point. You almost have to go 5-0 and because you're two and a half games behind both Houston and OKC. But they can make it happen. It's possible. Anything is possible as long as you believe in the power of friendship, Eddie. That's what I've learned in my time well, at the Mavs. The, the philosopher and, 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 and greatness of Bobby Corrales, you know, change the future. That's what you can change. Believe in friendship. <laughs> Man, these, these are... If you're not motivated and 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 ready to go out and just conquer the world now, we'll never be we'll never be ready. Dude, I'm about to run through a wall. I'm so ready for this game to start. Let's <laughs> go! All right, he is Eddie Sefko. You can follow him on Twitter. Are you E Sefko on Twitter? At E Sefko, yes. At E Sefko. Okay, so yeah, you can follow him at E Sefko. You can also read all of his stuff at Mavs.com. And like I said, you can listen to him if you like his dulcet tones on the Senior Old Boys podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, and I'm pretty sure everywhere else you listen to podcasts. There's always one platform that I've that we haven't uploaded to and someone will remind me. So if you have one out there and you don't find uh, SOBs on there, then let me know and we'll get it added. Uh, my name is Bobby Carell. You can follow me at Bobby Carella. Uh, make sure you follow Dallas Mavs on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. You can catch all these Zoom press conferences that Eddie's talking about. All of the technical issues that we go on, that uh, that go on during those, is very funny. Uh, you can catch them in full on our YouTube channel. So make sure you do that and uh, enjoy the game tonight. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Mavs Daily. <laughs>